Action. This is your brother from another mother. No other. Don't look like Danny Glover, but I keep it cool with you guys. I have a special guest on the show tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, how about them Cowboys? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> man, tell them who you are, man. Tell them what your name is, man. Tell them what you do and all this good stuff. How long you been following the Cowboys and these sorts of things? All right, cool. Uh, my name is uh, Manuel, but I go by Manny. Uh, Not Pacquiao, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a filmmaker, producer. I pretty much do it all as far as uh, entertainment, entrepreneur. I uh, live in Chicago. Shut I've been up. following the Cowboys since 1988. 88. Man, it's yeah. a long, good time, man. So you yeah. got a chance to witness three Super Bowls. And also, you got a chance to witness the uh, the changing of the whole philosophy from uh, the great Tom Landry over to mm-hmm. what Jerry Johnson brought in the new the new fish. Yeah, <laughs> Jimmy Johnson. People fail to realize Jimmy Johnson didn't have no type of uh, professional skills as it relates to the NFL. Now he True. did did a lot of things down there in, uh, in Miami and stuff like that for the uh, for Miami and yeah. Nebraska or Oklahoma or something like that? Yeah, a little, little bit for Oklahoma, but more so for okay. Arkansas when he played there. And then, uh, of course, you know, when he got down there to Miami, he was just the like, why of it? The U. I'm sorry, yeah. I'm sorry. They don't call it Miami. They call it the U. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when well, you think of Miami, you think about Miami Heat. <laughs> yeah, Heat. <laughs> yes, man. So uh, it, it's always a pleasure, man, bringing in new talent, new people that's out there pushing out content on the YouTube. Two ways of the NFL and talking Cowboys and things like that. So uh, I want to get right to the cut. Mm-hmm. Who do you who do you really think that's not going to make this team that we all got our eyes on making this team first? <laughs> For some odd reason, Tyron Crawford. Wow. Uh-oh. I think because of the cap, I, th- I think it's if that rookie, uh, the first attack, of, I think if he, like, right. turned out to be, like, ha- how um, so far every first round of, that we had, uh, I think Tyrone is, is pretty much gone because I think he, like, he's having, like, he's due for $9 million. So, and it's, like, after the June 1st, uh, you can cut them, like, with no, with no loss. Um, I think Rico is gone. Wow. Um, we, yeah, you getting right. all the heavy hitters out for me, man. Yeah, Good. I remember Rico. I didn't even know he was on the team until like I had comment on your page. I'm like, is Rico on the team? And people like, yeah. I'm like, damn, I didn't know he was still on the team. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's that's. I got one from defensive end on defensive side and one from offensive side. Wow! Wow! Man, <laughs> man, I, I don't. I, it's too soon for me. I just wanted to put you in the hot box. But you said for 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 first and foremost, you said the defensive guy Tyron Crawford, who is un, quote unquote the I guess vocal leader of the defense. Although although I'm gonna say again because I'm working on some film, I should have put it out the other day, but I just didn't uh-huh. have time. <laughs> but I'm but he's a tweener. He's a guy that you can guarantee on Sundays that you can play him on the outside and you can kick him inside. And he had his best year last year. So in order for him to get kicked off this team and knowing Jerry Jones and coach Jason Garrett, boy, mm-hmm. he must have did something more than fighting down there in Miami, wherever he was at. It might be <laughs> in Florida, they wherever he's fighting him, at. They might ask him for a pay cut because it's just like, mm-hmm. like if you look at it like, how much he's getting paid is it really worth it um you know you know what i'm saying it's like his price is not really worth it what he's doing like he's he's like the service that he's doing has i'm talking about as far as stats stats wise is mm-hmm. really between three to five million dollars wow. instead of paying nine million dollars you know and if i got us if i got a rookie who is dominant because i mean you look at it like we got cowboys got a lot of leaders Vocal mm-hmm. leaders, so like one less person. Like I, I truly believe, like they probably would be sad, but like when game the first game, they're gonna forget all about. It, they're gonna move on, you know. Um, I just, I just think that's like the way how Stephen Jones is is everything is about production, your production and your money. 
And like, if your money is outweigh your production, it's like, okay, yo, and it's tablet is becoming cheap now. It's like they're doing the Patriots way. Let's be cheap, you know. Let's pay. I just feel like the Cowboys' main objective is pay the key people, and then everybody else is like, here, here, live this, here, live this. Mm-hmm. Be glad you with the Cowboys. Before I comment on it, let, let me let me dive into this chat box right quick, man. Give a shout out to those who there, man. Joe's appreciate you, Ventura, Garrett. Appreciate you. Name is Garrett Lawrence. <laughs> shout out to you, man. Uh, Carrie Teagle in the house, man. Shout out to you, Captain America, my boy, uh, Roy. I'm talking about Louisiana Roy. He's in the house, and as well as uh, who's this? Crimson. Appreciate you, uh, Crimson God 23 and Junior. Appreciate all you guys for tuning in. And Tariq, always in the mix, man. All right, so my thing, and they said you kind of funny too, man. Them boys 27 said you kind of, you, you funny over there. <laughs> I, I'm funny. Like, what they, I can't see what they say. Well, I'm funny. You, you probably have to pull up the stream and see, man. Uh, but he's just saying that <laughs> ha, ha, you kind of funny, man. We're talking about, uh, I guess, Rico and talking about cutting, uh, I guess, Ty- Tyron Crawford. I like Rico. I, I just, <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest. Like, I just feel like Rico really didn't get a fair chance, you know. And I just, I just feel like. Right. If the Cowboys cut Rico, it's going to be like the other tight end that we had, uh, Bennett. You know, no, tell like, us Bennett. Yeah, mm-hmm. like he went somewhere else and he showcased his talent. And I just feel like we just going to regret it. I just feel like it's like skip, like skip the names, like what Jason Ridden did, all the people did what they did. Right. Had. Let's actually have these people compete and earn earn they they role on the team. And I just I just feel like. If dude actually had a solid opportunity, he could play. Because, I mean, it's like you watching me, like he's dominating the preseason. I understand it's preseason. People are like, okay, it's preseason. But it's just like when you watch him in the regular season, he's usually open. He usually you know? open. <laughs> like, come on. My my like, thing is uh, with Martellus Bennett, he, he was just had all the skills in the world. And, and, and one can argue the fact that, he just didn't want to understand and, and pick up the playbook like he's supposed to. Now, I do know that sometimes when people look at a player, when they go to another team, they say, hey, look, he's shining and blossoming. But my thing, mm-hmm. it took a level of maturity to happen within side of him. And then once he got that maturity, then we saw a little bit more of, hey, this guy can really ball ball, you know. But yeah, it's a story of a different day, you know. And then he wanted that paper. And then we, when we gave him opportunities and chances to blossom, the poor hands turned really into parquet. Huh? Well, when he, I'm going to say again, the boy hands turned into parquet. He, he was dropping a lot of balls. And it, this, yes, and this was coming but, from Tony Romo. Yes, but I just I just feel like the way how Jason, Jason Williams, like when he's practicing, he don't want to get off the field. I just right. feel like if we had a tougher coach there, like Jason, you take the day off. Let's see what this guy has. Let's let's see what the future is, because I mean, Jason, you get up on the age, and mm-hmm. let's see what else talents. It's it just like we we drafting these players, and then he was really the only player that left Cowboys and actually ball. Everybody else that left Cowboys, it's like okay, yeah, I kind of figured the dude was not really that good, you know. And I just felt like we regretted letting him go. Down the line, we regretted letting him go. Hey, it happens to us, man. Uh, we yeah. let we let so many players go, and they go to another team. Like I, I would say, Anthony Fasano. I think that's how you say the man. I probably yeah. murdered the man's name, but he didn't go out and blossom like a, a Martellus Bennett. But he was solid for the teams that he went to. Uh, but I'm looking at the Dallas Cowboys collectively, and we start talking about Rico and how he fits into this particular system, how he fits into this scheme. I think that we're killing more. I believe that Rico can show his talent and showcase what he can bring out there to the field. And mm-hmm. I would go, I'm more with the belief, whereas you probably go swing with four tight ends again this year and uh, just fight it out for next year as far as keeping a Rico or rather a Schultz or what have you. But I think that these both both of those guys should show up this offseason. And it should be a good battle. So I'm not saying that uh, these guys are going to be the next Shannon Sharp of anybody. But I, I'm, sitting, I'm sitting there saying to myself, maybe, just maybe, Rico can give us something more than what Scott Lenihan was being able to do with his skill sets. 
And this is his contract year, correct? Uh, I could be wrong, but I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, it could be his contract year. Yeah. 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 He'll be a free agent after this season. Well, he's not making hands over fists, so I, <laughs> figure out a way. <laughs> That's all I'm looking at. But that battle between Schultz, uh, uh, Schultz, Jarwin, and uh, Jason Witten, we know Jason Witten is not getting off the field. We we should all know that by now. <laughs> no I mean, thing. he should. Yeah. I mean, like, what can he like? What Jason Witten could could showcase, show us that we haven't seen already. You know, like if we let him Ezekiel um, not play preseason games or whatever, because we want him to be fresh. Let Jason Witten uh, sit down like a lot of a lot of practice time. Let's see what else we have instead of just like okay, Jason. I mean, we know we know what Jason gonna do. He's gonna mm-hmm. run five catch. And get tackled. He ain't gonna get no. He ain't gonna, he ain't gonna have no yards after catch. So it's just like let's see if these other players could stretch the field and and ball. Most certainly, most certainly. So I, I just don't see that anybody else just gonna be able to say okay, without a shadow of a doubt, they will outperform Jason Witten. Now, the Crawford angle, I, I can see. Just a little bit uh, how it would be hard for Crawford to find playing time out there. But like mm-hmm. I said, Crawford find ways to be out there, whether it be the the vocal leader of the team, or the vocal leader of the defense, the, the person that's, that's going to be able to say, I, I can play inside or out. And he's just so versatile in a sense. And although – He's not the shiny new car. He's not the the, the the sexy guy that's going to be out there that everybody want and saying, okay, we want this guy to be able to be dominating on our team. He's not that, but he's just been one of those guys that have been consistent, whether it's been mediocre or not. I just don't see nobody. Just, I don't see this this particular staff doing the Billy check with the Bill Belichickians <laughs> way of just saying, right, I'm gonna get rid of the guy. No, I just don't see us having those type of longitude and latitude. Do you see do you see them asking him for a pay cut? I can see them asking him for a pay cut. I can see him actually uh going into the mix and saying, Okay, yeah, I, I'll take a smart a, a, a small marginal pay cut. Because Sean Lee okay. did the same thing, right? <laughs> Sean Lee did the exact same thing. Sean Lee mm-hmm. we was talking about, hey, a lot of people not talking about those that's in the chat box, not talking about you, but a lot of people are like, hey, let's get rid of number 50. <laughs> he, he's old now. He's broken no, down. He's Mr. Glass. You know, he can't stand up. He's always injured. <laughs> let's just get rid of the guy, you know. And then all of a sudden we saw this incentive-laden contract that he was like, we was like, okay. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, it's just like, hey, I, okay, if Crawford take a pay cut, mm-hmm. he's on the team. Because it will be foolish for them to – Ask the guy to take a pay cut, and he 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 take a pay cut. Then you release him, and then he's you know he's doing the same thing. So it's just like people gonna be wondering like, did you really want him to get cut? Or I mean, you could have just released him a long time ago instead of just asking for a pay cut. So if he's taking a pay cut, I mean, he's on the team. True that. True that. True that. So I mean, the, the next battle we can talk about since we the topic of the hour is uh, training camp battles. Mm-hmm. Who are you more in favor of? Uh, is it Mike White or is it Cooper Rush? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, mm-hmm. that's gonna be like heads to tail. <laughs> heads to tail, yeah. or, 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 or it should be the guy that's right now that's not even on this team that should be our backup quarterback. I mean, uh, probably the man. <laughs> That's a heads and tail because I mean Nito's gonna be back, uh, be playing. Uh-huh. So if somehow if Dak get hurt, <laughs> I still see them being a, uh, a veteran free agent. I don't, I don't think they trust either either one of them uh, to start a game. Is it? We especially with this nice sweet schedule we have. I mean. Bad. They might say, Kellen, uh, put your uniform back on. Get off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, normally normally what we see with the Dallas Cowboys, uh, we, we really, uh, I think since the 90s, didn't really have a solid backup quarterback. And I know that a lot of people going to say, well, Tony Romo. Well, Tony Romo was like pure luck for him to come out there and True. shine and blossom the way he did because they really didn't know what he was going to do on the next level, right? Mm-hmm. So, and then – 
talked through Tony Romo's entire career. It wasn't until we got, I guess, John Kitna and then I guess the other guy that played for, I want to say, the uh, the Broncos. You don't think Jason Gary was a good backup? No, I'm talking about during during the since since the 2000 to be. In, okay. Yeah, I know Jason Gary was still playing in the 2000, but I'm talking about really since the Cowboys in the 2000s. John uh, Kitna. John Kitna, and this is another guy. I forgot his name. Uh, somebody help me out in the chat box. He played for the Broncos. Um, I want to say his name, and we we got him all, got us to the playoffs, and I think he threw an interception and all that stuff. He played for the Broncos. Uh, he played for the Broncos, I believe. He played for the Bears. I've got his name. Uh, shout out to Victor. Shout out to Jordan K. His name is at the tip of my tongue, but uh, damn, Orton. Orton. Yes, he played for the Chicago yeah, Bears. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Jess, appreciate you, man. It's getting late for me, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he was the last guy that maybe had something going for him. And for crying out loud, Jerry Jones, his whole job is to sell you the moon, right? He's to, his whole job yeah. is to sell you the moon and say, hey, the moon is made of cheese. And if you fly all the way up there and you get a chance to get to the moon and you say, hey, this is nothing more than a rock. You sold me a bag of nothing, Jerry. And Jerry's hey, going to be like, hey, I sold you that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so that's the situation with this. You know, uh, remember you said uh, – Brandon Whedon can throw the prettiest ball. You know, I don't think nobody in the NFL could throw a prettier deep ball than Brandon Whedon. Had people thinking that Brandon Whedon, for crying out loud, was going to do stuff. So this team always had a history of picking up some unnamed or unknown, unproven commodity as it relates to the backup quarterback. Because I was with the belief if the Dallas Cowboys were serious about this backup quarterback situation, they would have at least picked up Teddy Bridgewater and pushed, made a stronger push uh, at Teddy Bridgewater, I do know that he already re-signed with the Saints, but mm-hmm. that was just my that was just my philosophy with that. Yeah, I can I can I can see that, but I mean, Cowboys always go after like uh, in-house draft or like unknown players and just hoping that it's like. They could get lucky. Like that's that's always been Jerry Jones. Like let's uh, let's let's see how um I can, how much I could get lucky with. So because I mean, like you said, like Tony Romo, that was luck because like Tony Romo, he had the, he had the opportunity to go to Denver because I mm-hmm. think they was paying him two million dollars more. They was offering him two million dollars more to go to Denver, and he was like, no, he wouldn't get a fair chance. And yeah, he got the starting job with the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Oh, we pull up old revisionist. We pull up old history now. <laughs> we just don't want it to be revisionist. But this is the thing, though. Ca- mm-hmm. Training camp is right around the corner, and we want the, uh, you know, the best of the best out there. And True. we've been talking about, you know, Jordan Hipponkin Lewis. He's playing inside. You have Anthony Brown. You have another guy that's out there named Michael Jackson, who's uh, from what I'm hearing all throughout the news and the echoes of the training camp and OTAs. Well, training camp heading into training camp is that mm-hmm. he is a guy that Chris Richard said, hey, he's physical. He's playing fast. He's flying out to the ball and he's one of his favorites right now. So that's going to be a tight position inside. What do you feel about it, man? Who who do you really leaning on? Are you a team Jordan Lewis, or are you more so falling on the lines of Anthony Brown? I I just I like I, I like Anthony Brown. Um, he had he had a solid rookie year, mm-hmm. and he hit the sophomore slump. And I think with his problem is really confidence. Like he'll have like here and there flash, but I always thought that. They was going to move one of those corners to safety. That's what I thought. Like when they dropped, um, drafted uh, Michael, I thought like one of those safe, one of those corners was going to. I knew they was going to move Byron back to safety. I knew they was going to keep him, and I mm-hmm. thought that they was going to keep Anthony Brown on nickel. And was it? Uh, oh, oh, I can't even say his name. Awuzie. Yeah, I thought yeah. they was gonna probably move him to safety or the um, Lewis to safety because I thought one of them was gonna uh, eventually move to safety to make room for. Because I mean, you can't you can't keep 
all five of those corners unless injury. Because, I mean, if you put uh, Michael on the practice squad, he's gone. He's he's literally gone. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah, physical size, play, fly out to the ball. Yeah, he, yeah, he's gone. Quick, fast, in a hurry to the Redskins. <laughs> you know, Cowboys, Reds, uh, he ain't going to the Redskins. Redskins you know, uh, they like to, uh, to pick from us, the Redskins or the Chiefs. So, yeah, he'll be gone real quick. Um, yeah, so I'm looking at everything like you said. Uh, but I'm not looking at it like Cheeto Woozie need to play safety, nor should you move Byron Jones back to safety. No way. No, no they way, not, no they uh, my thing is, Byron Jones, this is a big year for him. I don't think that they probably paid Byron Jones. They might let him play this thing out. And he's and, gone. And, and then, you know. <laughs> thank you for your service, Tom. Thank you for your services type of situation. But yeah. my thing is, it, it, the, the Dallas Cowboys did a major disjustice for him. Playing him out there as safety and then moving him back. And now, now everybody's sitting there saying to themselves, man, he's a boy, he's a gem. <laughs> and he missed mm-hmm. quality years uh, developing at the true spot that he's supposed to be in, cornerback. So, yeah, because yeah. he played like what, three years safety and this is going to be his second year corner, right? Second year. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so – I mean, his rookie year, he played some some corner uh, spots, but then they moved him. They put him inside. He was a situational guy. Matter of fact, mm-hmm. he was playing where Anthony Brown is at, you know. And yeah. th- that's that's the situation that we have to really look at, this this training camp battles of, of guys going to be able to fight for positioning, and then we have to give them their heart, you didn't make the team, you know. Hopefully they can make the practice squad. I'm talking about the, the six foot four guy, Chris, uh, the Chris guy, and the other uh, guys that's out there on this team. Is he fast? Who? The six four. Chris, uh, yeah, he's pretty fast, man. He's quick. But but, but well, we we need to see this too, though. Uh, just like Donovan Alumba and all those boys, we need to see some type of fight in those guys. We need to really see can they play special team as well? Because this team right now, if you look at it. We are the only team in the National Football League that probably not going to have our linebackers playing special team. You can't run Jalen Smith out there, and you for dogs, you're not going to run LVE out there for this second year. Or Sean Lee. Yeah, or Sean Lee. <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to run those guys out there as special team. Although LVE played a little special team last year. Uh, I'm just looking at it like, man, we're going to have to have some guys that we never heard of make this team purely on special team. Shout out to you, Stephanie. Shout out to you, Milena. And shout out to you, Swaggy D and Jordan K. Appreciate you for tuning in to the nation. So, so what are you feeling, man? How about the Cowboys this year? Yeah. Uh, I ain't gonna lie. I'm still worrying about how many games Zeke gonna get suspended by. <laughs> like that's how I'm gonna make my decision. Like, like people, a lot of people keep talking about he gonna get suspended for one and two games. I don't know because I mean. If the dude got suspended for six games for something that he didn't do, and it's, it was proven that he didn't do anything, right? And this time you actually have a video footage of him doing something, and then the commissioner told him that he had zero zero tolerance. So if he got suspended for six games, I'm looking at this, it's probably going to be between ten and twelve games for suspension. No way. The NFL, NFL, if if they even find Ezekiel Elliott for this particular uh, situation that he did, you know, uh, or even even if they say, okay, Ezekiel Elliott, we're going to suspend you for a game. All Cowboy nations need to do is band together and do exactly what the New Orleans Saints did when they had that call, no call or what have you on that pass interference. <laughs> what we need to do is band together, Cowboy Nation. We need to stop crying. We need to stop talking about, oh, Roger Goodell. We need to band together and say, okay, week one, if Ezekiel Elliott, the path for the righteous man is beset on all sides by the iniquities of the selfish and the tyranny of evil men, but blessed is he that is in the name of charity and goodwill, shepherds the weak through the valley of darkness. That guy, number 21, we need to all sit back and say, well, we're not turning on one TV tube and we're not watching nobody's game because the NFL is trash right now because they're going to suspend a guy for, I guess, quote unquote, leaning on a security guard and he flopped like, oh, my yeah, God, ridiculous! Elbow, he just like it was. He was like, "What you say about me? What you say?" It's like, "Come on, dude!" It's like, right? Come on. Like, dude, <laughs> dude got his fifteen minutes thing. Get like, how about we just get him? Uh, 
free tickets to whatever's uh team that he support. All right, let's move on. But I mean, if they give him one game, I ain't gonna lie, I will be shocked. But we hey, don't, if they give us, if, if he's not going to the game, we should not even be going to the game. And that's just the bottom line. Uh, I guarantee you that the NFL will be felt <laughs> uh, a. a we hurt, hit them where they hurt at, man. We hit them where it hurts, and that's the money. They love money, <laughs> and that's what I would do. I, I would sit there and we'd form a committee and say, "Hey, we just not going to go." But I know it's not going to happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, this, this game is like drugs to us, man. They got us scratching, man. They got us all in the pinch, man. How many games do you think he's going to get suspended by then? He's not going to get suspended. I'm not even. It's a thou should decree a thing, and it shall be established. I'm not even going to talk man, about it. He gets fine. No. But I mean, just don't forget this is Roger Goodell, and if Roger Goodell say you have zero tolerance, and I'm thinking like, because I had um, tweeted to Shannon, because Shannon uh, Shannon Sharper, he was like, um, he said he got a zero uh, zero tolerance, and I'm like, for how long is this zero tolerance for? You know, I mean, like, I you know what? Part of me do feels like they overreact with him the first time, and it's gonna be more like. From now, from from that incident until they make the, the decision, if he don't get in trouble, they just probably gonna find him, and it probably won't hit the news. Like like we all forget about it. Like uh, like the owner of the Patriots, right. like nobody think about it. Like nothing really happened to the guy, you know. So if Zeke could stay out of trouble, like don't be getting on social media, like. Here. Well, well, Ezekiel Elliott, he, he's really not a social media type of guy. He okay, really don't tweet out anything crazy. But my thing is, this this whole is a witch hunt. My thing is, when we look at it, and I'm not trying to sully or denigrate other guys, man, like the Tyreek Hills of the world, but I have mm -hmm. to bring this up just for a reference. This guy, in college or right before college, I believe while in college, his fiance or his girlfriend was pregnant. And he balled his fist and punched his fiance, a woman or lady, in the belly while she was pregnant. You see what I'm saying? For her to ultimately one day to have, for him to get arrested, what have you? You can look this up. There's public records. I'm not making this stuff up. You know, I know that everybody gonna say, "Well, it happened in college." Well, didn't Ezekiel Elliott, quote unquote, situation happen while he was in college? But it's a story of a different day. True. <laughs> but let me finish this right quick. For her to ultimately have that child. And now that they have the child, the child is like two or three years old. Mm -hmm. They don't know who broke the arm. But the child, the little child got a broken arm. And they going back and forth with the courts. They saying, well, maybe it's the lady. Well, maybe it's the, uh, the, 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 the boyfriend. Maybe it's Tyreek Hill or what have you. My mm -hmm. thing is, not everybody's lying on you, right? There's truth somewhere in there. So when we start talking about the Ezekiel Elliott situation, I never saw an arrest report. I never heard of anybody child or anybody, any lady having a broken arm, mm -hmm. bruises that we can actually see. <laughs> so I look at it like this. If the NFL don't rain down on Tyreek Hill and they saying, well, we're going to allow the, the, the justice system to do his justice on Tyreek Hill. Mm -hmm. Then they should look at Ezekiel Elliott's situation and allow the justice system to do the justice thing on Ezekiel Elliott. Meaning that oh, they wow. saw okay. no okay. fault in Ezekiel Elliott and they said, okay, we have no fault in you in these situations. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> the NFL said we're going to dig a little deeper with a private investigator for the investigator to out. Yeah. Yeah. So so my thing is with this whole entire situation with Ezekiel Elliott, there's other players that we could have uh, uh, looked at. <sighs> he played for the Cowboys. It's, it's silly. Shout out to you, Derek Tips, man. Shout out to uh, seeing somebody made the donation to help grow the nation, man. Appreciate you, Young Wilson, man. Thank you for the donation, man. He says, for a law nation, appreciate you. Go Dallas Cowboys. Appreciate you, Young Wilson. Thank you, man. Aloha. Hey, I'm glad this is Roger Goodell last year as an owner. <laughs> I am so glad. <laughs> like, ooh, we. I just hope whoever the mm -hmm. next um, G, um, commissioner 
is a Cowboys fan. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we know we do know that this uh, uh, commissioner Roger Goodell, his adulations, his torch, I believe, uh, the Giants, what have you, and there's nothing wrong with that. During his time in, in being a, a, the NFL commissioner, I think the, the Giants ultimately won two Super Bowls during his tenure. Mm-hmm. So I, it's, it's kind of funny to me, but. Outside of that, uh, with Roger Goodell, um, they always say, old folks says, deal with the devil, you know, right? So for us wishing and hoping that we get another commissioner in here thinking that things would change. (laughs) All of this stuff derives from this right here. Jerry Jones in 1995 and 1996, I believe. He sued mm-hmm. the National Football League. You guys can use your Google Palms and try that. to type it in. And he ultimately won that lawsuit for $750 million. And this was in the 90s, the latter yep. part of the 90s. So $750 million is kind of like $1.4 billion now. You see what I'm saying? If yeah, you, well, Paul, tag a little commissioner. Mm-hmm. If, people, if people don't think that if you show somebody up, there's this book called The 48 Laws of Power. I want you guys to, to take a real good look at that book and read it and come back and talk to me. When you show up somebody that a corporation that's feeding you the money, you don't think that that corporation is going to figure out we're going to get even with you? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on brother. Though. Mm-hmm. How much do you think Jerry made for the NFL, though? I mean, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Jerry made more money for the NFL than the NFL made for Jerry, though. Look, I, I tell you what. What do you do for a living? Who, me? Yeah, yeah. What do you do for oh, a living? Uh, I'm a filmmaker, and I work for the government. You work for the government? Yeah. So, if I, if I, if I can partially <laughs> talk to you about this, you probably make more money than your grandparents ever made, right? I'm just guessing. Yeah. Now, if they tell you to do something, are you going to do it? Or are you going to say, well, <laughs> I'm making the big money now. See, yeah, that, that, that's a thin line. That's a line of respect. Yeah. Yeah, it's a line of respect. So the grandmother, he, you could just finish mopping the floor. And if grandma said, hey, hey, Manny, why don't you go back around there and mop that and sweep and mop that floor again? I'm going to be pissed, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. So <laughs> that's what the NFL tried. That's what the NFL did to Jerry Jones. They said, look, apparel and these side deals that you got is illegal with us. We want all of the remunerations. We want all of this money. And Jerry said, no. <laughs> I need to spon- I need these sponsors to build, help br- build this, 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 this franchise, this organization that I got. <laughs> exactly. And I think it was uh, uh, American Express. It was Nike. It was one of the, uh, the sponsor companies. And it was somebody mm-hmm. else I forgot. And uh, the NFL, he ultimately went and got some lawyers. And won that stuff. So my thing is, you don't think the NFL don't hold grudges? Then, then we all need to be just only eating yeah, applesauce because that's that just how it is. It is holding grudges. I know I'm wrong with it. Let's move on to something else, man. <laughs> yes, Cowboy Mafia. Somebody to Chris Jackson. What's up, man? Appreciate y'all, man. <laughs> yes, indeed, man. Uh, Danny White broke my heart. Glad Morrow. Appreciate you, man. Danny White broke all of our hearts. <laughs> All right, so uh, let me see the next the next topic, man. Uh, mm-hmm. You just pick it up, man. We all freestyling here. Okay. Shout out to you, Sheila Neal. Who you got? Uh, let me see. Okay, so who you who you have for the backup running back at oh, the man, I think Ray Charles and Stephen Wonder. <laughs> they got. <laughs> I'm gonna be like this. Tony Pollard, <laughs> Georgia, Georgia. <laughs> I got Tony Pollard in the mix, man. I got Tony Pollard. This, this is my backup for for, for Ezekiel Elliott. Mm-hmm. I got Tony Pollard, Tony P. Have you want to call him? He called himself the playmaker. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> that boy, they call, he called himself the playmaker. He better make some plays because he yeah. called himself the playmaker <laughs> on the IG. Shout out to Tony Pollard on the IG. Uh, and then I have Jamez Olawale, you know. I think that Jamez Olawale last year was bitten by this Steve. I better see. Um, what's his name? Uh, 
uh, what, what's the offensive coordinator again? See, I'm losing my mind. Uh, uh, Scott Lenahan. I'm about to say Steve Lenahan. Scott Lenahan. He got bitten by the Scott Lenahan situation. <laughs> so I'm thinking that uh, with Kellen Moore, he's going to utilize uh, 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 Jamez Olawale a whole lot better. He's going to so be able so we, to utilize him. So you think we're going to have a uh, fullback this year? Yes. I, I don't think that we're going to have just the fullback. I think that they're going to use him more so like the H-back. He's going to be catching the balls. Instead of just into the flats, they're going to run him vertically. They're going to run him inside, curls, uh, your smoke routes, and things like that. They're going to do some things like that with old Jamez Olawale. Oh, I got a, I got a uh, question. Uh, Shout out to Miss Jackie. Hey, well, hey, what's up, Miss Jackie? Yeah. <laughs> It was a top. Uh, it was because uh, I made a post on Twitter uh, like a couple weeks ago. Okay, what is our role for the offense? Are we are a running first offense, or are we more of a balanced offense, or are we a passing offense? The reason why I ask that because if you look at the receivers that we have, it's like we got some playmakers receivers that's like. Any one of them could get a thousand yards, you know. And then I keep hearing that Dak is throwing the ball deeper and he's hitting people very accurate. So, mm-hmm. like, are we more like Jerry Jones? Um, Jason Garrett doesn't trust uh, Ezekiel, so just in case Ezekiel uh, gets suspended for a long period of time, Dak is in good condition because, like, this offense kind of look more like a Tony Romo. Like, I, I just feel like, is that going to be throwing the ball more or are we going to be running the ball more this year? You, you know what? Um, I'm, I got to do it this way. And, and, you, you remember these movies when the aliens come down to Earth and the first thing they try to do is uh, make the Earth suitable for, for their lifestyle? I can, mm-hmm. they call it terraforming, right? Yeah. <laughs> these aliens come down, or I think Transformers are watching a, a, a movie where they're trying to change it to the Transformer land, whatever, you know. Um, in most alien movies, you guys know what I'm talking about. Bail me out. I think it was yeah, Superman. Yeah. Super, Superman, they were trying to terraform. They were trying to make it like like, like Superman planet, whatever. <clears throat> I think that with the, with the Kelly Moore system, football is still football. It's still 11 on 11. There's mm-hmm. nothing new under the sun. I, I look at it like this. Uh, this team will still be a run-first offense. Although the league is a pass-happy league, I -hmm. think that with a run-first offense, you can still win the Super Bowl. You can still win plenty of games because of the team, on how they built their teams to stop, uh, I guess, passing. And we just have to be efficient in passing just enough so that our run can have teams biting in the bait meaning that mm-hmm. they can get out of the nickel formation. They can bring in more uh, bodies to stop Ezekiel Elliott. Remember I was talking about the fact that when Dak Prescott understands and knows how to win with this particular offense with the eight and nine-man mm-hmm. front because you got all of the explosive weapons now. There's no yeah. excuses for that. So what, what I'm looking at it is that if you look at the team that won the Super Bowl, and I hate to bring their names up. Lord hate knows that. I hate it. Uh, when the Eagles won their Super Bowl, a lot of people think it was fly, Eagles fly. I said this when Bronson was on. But it's more so of run, Eagles run. They had a running back by committee, right? Yeah. They had they had some guy, um, um, he's not even on the team. We should have picked him uh, up yeah, with or, the bad knees. No. no, no, no. Blunt, Blunt was the bruiser, and then they had Jay, Jay Ajahe. Yeah, they yeah. had him, and they had Clemens kid, and they had somebody else, the small uh, one. They, they had they had a whole plethora of running backs out there. Forty-three. Um, was it Pro? Sproles too. Yeah. yeah so they had, they had a plethora of running backs. That's why they're third overall in rushing, and then they had the tight ends. And when you line up with two tight end sets, what you can't go small, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't go small with your defense with two tight end set. So what I'm looking at is a quote unquote copycat league. They copycatted that system actually from the New England Patriots because little Garrett Blunt he played for the New England Patriots. Remember that. So yeah. and, and and they they had this committee and and last year the New England Patriots one can argue the fact that they still did the exact same thing with Z- James White and those boys uh, passing the ball out of the backfield short dink and dunk passes moving the running back upfield and stuff like that so I'm thinking that with the Cowboys now 
is that uh, we have Ezekiel Elliott, who is the bell cow. But the mm-hmm. problem was last year, he was the only bullet that we had in the chamber. Yeah. Now we have multiple bullets in the chamber. We have the Tony Pollard of the world. Now we have a creative offensive coordinator who should be able to know how to use it. Yeah, we know that we know, quote unquote, you know, <laughs> that we know. <laughs> of. So that's what I'm looking at. I'm I, I just that hype until I see it. I'm not listening. <laughs> Nothing that Jerry Jones said before the season start. Like he always no. Man, I'm going to fix you a glass of that Cowboys blue Kool-Aid, baby. <laughs> hey, I love the Cowboys, but it's just like, man, so many. I used to be one of those people like, for real? Man, we going to win the Super Bowl. And then now, like, and, you know, Jerry Jones just remind me that girl, that, that fine girl, but you just know you want to be with her, but she she going to sell you some dreams. <laughs> I know, that's what I'm saying. He's the ultimate salesman. And, and nothing, nothing wrong with being a salesman. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. So, so do you think the Cowboys offense is pretty much going to be like pick your course? Like if you guys are trying to stop Zeke, no worry, no worry. We got the playmakers on the outside, you know, that we could throw we could throw the ball. Okay, so if y'all want to stop our um, receivers, he goes he go Zeke, Zeke for seven, Zeke for 21, Zeke for 50. Yeah, and, and this is why. Uh, I know a lot of people, and I'm just going to break this down again uh, with Jason Witten. At least he can vertically move up the field five or six yards with his passing. He's a dump-off guy in those fashions, right? Last mm-hmm. year, it was Ezekiel Elliott. It was no other guy that was going to be that safety blanket vertically five to six yards that's going to run those routes, those those uh, Y options and what have you. So what Ezekiel Elliott was doing last year, he was catching the ball more so in the flats, and he was using his playmaking ability to squeeze six and seven yards and being the poor man's Jason Witten inside, you know, of running those uh, particular uh, catches. And then on top of that, if you add in the fact that when you had picked up Amari Cooper, they got a thing what we call roll coverage. Defensive players do it all the time. The single high safety, he's going to roll himself over to Amari Cooper's side, leaving Michael Gallup one-on-one onto the outside. And that's what we saw. Michael Gallup went into one-on-ones, mm-hmm. and Dak Prescott missing him on a few games. Some of it was uh, Mario Cooper letting up, well, Michael Gallup letting up up on his route. Some of it was Dak Prescott accuracy and just not familiar with it with uh, the, the Michael Gallup skill set. So what I'm looking at now is that we got some burners, Mari Cooper, whose who's people's going to roll coverage that way, and then yep. if you insert a Randall Cobb, who can pretty much run your smokes, can run your goals, can run your comebacks, can kill you in the middle of the field, can also line up in the half, as a halfback. And if he so happened to go down, and I'm going to use the word, my, my boy, my brother from another mother, Vach, when he says, if he lay down and say, ouch, you still can insert Tavion. I call him Tavion because that's what Jerry <laughs> Jones call him. <laughs> he can insert Tavion Austin, who mm-hmm. for sure – <laughs> There's no such thing as a bracket coverage. Do you know what bracket coverage is? Yeah. You know, you know what bracket coverage is, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They try to bracket him. There's no way in life you're going to bracket cover cover no. a Tavon Austin. Now, you can bracket cover uh, of my guy Cole Beasley all day because you know for sure that he's no threat on the outside. He's, he's not going to beat you over the top, but he can beat you inside with the short area quickness. We got plethora of receivers that can beat you in multiple ways. And don't forget our tight ends, our backup tight ends, though. That's why I said your boy Rico <laughs> is valuable, you know. <laughs> and then um, the other one, the other type, think he, the other, I can't think of his name. He scored three touchdowns. Jarwin. Jarwin. Yeah. See, see, Jarwin, only reason why I say Jarwin is, is, uh, can compromise you a little bit it's because he need to work and improve on his blocking. Schultz is a better blocker. Jar, uh, uh, Schultz is a better blocker than, than Jarwin. Right now, I looked at some game tape. Rico is a better blocker than Jarwin. Uh, and then if you add in Jason Witten, just with the uh, all offseason that he had off last year, he's a better blocker than Jarwin. So Jarwin need to improve all offseason during his training camp and during OTAs or whatever. No, he's not really doing OTAs, but during his training camp, just to improve on his blocking just a little bit. It, but don't, don't he's a beast that. catching the ball, though. Hmm. Jason Witten was not always a great blocker, though. True, true, true. Jason right. Witten never um, got injured as well. Mark, uh, Murray run the rushing year. That was when everybody was talking about Jason Witten is a great blocker. It's like, 
Okay, before that year, you never heard Jason Witten blocking nobody. Well, Jason Witten was always a guy that they figure out ways. He, he, he's methodical, man. If Jason Witten, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I can't I can't speak negative negative upon Jason Witten as it relates to blocking because I don't know whether or not he was asked to do that. Not saying that Jarwin was not asked to do that, but I'm looking mm-hmm. at Jason Witten when he was playing with Tony Romo. You know for sure that that one two connection was just permanent. <laughs> you can right. put that with, with with a permanent marker on the board. So I don't think yeah, that Dak Prescott to Jarwin. It's a permanent marker. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If I can make that tie in to each to each other. Mm-hmm. And somebody's Chris Chris Jackson called him Cole Sleazy. <laughs> <laughs> man, you wrong, man. Shout out to Cole Beasley, man. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's like I mean, let, okay. Let's say that the Cowboys kept Cole Beasley. Mm-hmm. He ain't gonna make the team. Man, come on now. You know we, we, no, we started I mean, off. We started off talking politics, man. No, no, no. Let's keep. Let's. I mean, let's keep it real. Like, if right. Cole Beasley was never free agent. He was like, he wasn't gonna make the team because, like, you look at all the receivers that we have: Gallup, um, Cooper, uh, Cobbs. Beasley well, came, well, Beasley if if if, if if Cole Beasley was still on the team, I don't think that they make that move for Cobbs. I believe, you know. Or I don't think that they make that push. I don't think that they would be strongly uh, leaning on on a Tavon Austin. You see, they wouldn't. It would have been somehow the universe would have kept Cole Beasley if he if he if money wasn't a factor. You see, they okay, would have figured but, out something. Because um, mm-hmm. money, because I mean, because he was complaining about. I mean, this is why he was still on the team. He was complaining about he want to get more catches. So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, dude, you're not the second receiver. You're not the third receiver because we got Cobb. So like, how many catches do you think he's gonna get um, being the fourth? Um, so it's it like, do you think that they probably felt that he's gonna be a headache? Because you know, like for the past two seasons, he voices the pain on, on on social media, and you know, Stevie Jones is is not about that life. It's like you can't talk about the Cowboys. Be glad that she's on the team. So if you got any negative stuff to say about the Cowboys, bye, Felicia. <laughs> well, my my thing is what well, Cole, and I think he just became whiny. You know, I, yeah. he just became whiny and he became a guy and, and, and shout out to Cole, but he just became a guy that I guess listened well, the tea leaves and, and going back and forward on on social media. Now, somebody told me that that really wasn't him. His wife take control of his Twitter account and she goes and read all of the comments and stuff like that. Shout out to mm-hmm. his wife for doing that. But my thing is, and, I, and Cole, don't be coming to me and say, hey, leave my wife out of your mouth. No. Because <laughs> you don't want these problems, bro. <laughs> I ain't talking about your wife. But uh, my thing is, a, a lot of times with these athletes, they just need to just hit the mute button or or they just need to not comment on certain players, you know, or, or on certain people, what they have to say about you, you know. Let your, let your I guess, what you exhibit and exude out there on the film, let that speak volumes. And but I know that he's saying, well, I'm not getting the ball. But when you get the ball, make a play. Don't get the ball and catch it and roll around, roll around on the ground. <laughs> but Cole, he's in Buffalo, and one thing I know that, that, that he's not a big burly guy, right? Mm-mm. And he's not the, the the healthiest guy on the field all the time. The, the, the number one thing when you're playing in football. Is when you get hit and it's cold out there. It Ooh, feels, the- <laughs> boy, when you get hit when it's cold, <laughs> boy, He's like, Mama, he hit me. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it made me think of that um, a movie. Uh, Chris Chris Tucker, he was on. He was like, "Which which one of y'all hit me?" <laughs> Everybody's gonna be like, "Man, I ain't going across that middle again, Coach. You crazy? It's cold, man. <laughs> it's indeed, man. It's cold out here, man. I ain't finna. It's colder than polar bear nuts, man. I ain't finna get across this middle. I ain't finna do it, man. And y'all better send Jay Jones through there, man. I ain't finna do it." I'm not finna look. I, I'm finna go back to Dallas. I'm finna go to the Texans or somebody. I'm gonna start tweeting. <laughs> Dallas, do you miss me? Are you available? <laughs> hey, watch, watch. I guarantee you, by week four, week five, you know that little meme when they have uh, 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 was it a uh, 
Wolverine, mm-hmm. and they had the picture of Jean Grey, and he had a picture. They're going to put Cole Beasley <laughs> as Wolverine, and you're going to have a picture of Dak. Watch. I'm already predicting that meme is going to be circulating all around. <laughs> or oh, he's going to be Jerry Jones. He's going to put somebody in that picture. I'll make sure. Remember. I'm like, and remember, you all are listening. <laughs> now, I might just do a film session on it. <laughs> Don't even give the NFL flag it. Thank you for tuning in to the Law Nation Film Session. As you take a deeper look at Cole Beasley going across the middle, and the quarterback, Josh Allen, threw the ball 10 miles over his head. Boy, <laughs> when it's cold outside. <laughs> hey, he gonna be uh, singing that um, Bobby Romack song when it's cold outside. <laughs> Who are you holding? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So hey, the I'm Raptors, they said, they, they, we got we got a score break. Uh, Rodney Ellis says one hundred four to one hundred one Raptors. Ooh, we don't fool around and let the Canadians come in our professional sports and beat us down. How about that, huh? <laughs> hey. But shout out to the Raptors, though. God's plan, Drake style, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Damn, I wish I was there now. <laughs> Drake for <laughs> <what> our <I'm> party. <laughs> yes, indeed, man. But, hey, by you being from uh, Chicago, now, I know mm-hmm. it's getting cold over there, right? It get cold. Well, it's warm. It's now it's good like now. But but what happened now? It's no like a couple weeks ago. No it's way. Like, yeah, it's like one day it's cold. Then the next day is hot. Then the next day is raining all day. Then the next day is cold. It's like, damn, make up your mind. Wow. Uh, I thought you sounded like Dallas weather, minus the snow. <laughs> I mean, you can walk outside perfectly and just go around saying, okay, good. I'm going to go to the water park. And then all of a sudden you see a, a tornado come around. It's like blow everything out the way. And people, we got some good drivers down here in Texas, man. Boy, they know how to drive. <laughs> oh, we got that in Chicago. No, we don't. I'm not going to lie about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, what mm-hmm. you, you say? What you about to say about me in Chicago? Man. <laughs> <laughs> I just know the last time I was in Chi-Town, get down. My, my grandfather, he from Southside, Southside mm-hmm. Chicago. That's and, where I'm uh, from, too. Well, he from the Southside. Okay. Uh, you know, everybody from Mississippi got somebody that's related to somebody in Chicago. Like I said, on the you, west you, side. You, you might be my cousin in them. You know, yeah, what majority I mean? people from the west side of Chicago, they from Mississippi. People from the south side, they from Arkansas. Oh wow! Oh wow! Yeah. Shout out, shout out to Stello's three hundred in the house, man. That's my boy right there. You cooking that smoked salmon? But uh, salmon. Uh, the L is silent. Uh, I guess, <laughs> but this oh, is the that. thing uh, in Chicago: the weather, mm-hmm. the, the wind. It's not the cold factor; it's just the wind. You yeah, thought man. OJ know how to cut? Man, that wind can cut you in so many ways. You have to walk in between the buildings <laughs> so that you won't get blown away. That's how it is in Chi Town, dude. Especially you hit downtown because mm-hmm. um, I um, my friend gave. Um, they know I'm a Cowboys fan. They was like, yo, uh, let's go to the Bears again. Like, nah, I can't do that. Uh, it's like Soldier Field is like literally on the lake. So if it's going to be below something, and I, I just, no, nah, no. Nah. I'm going to be inside this restaurant. Like this, the, um, the owner of the restaurant is the Cowboys fan. And it's like literally like the whole restaurant is nothing but Cowboys, Mamma and I'm gonna be there doing my live wing, uh, live feed, and I'm gonna be eating wings. Well, 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 hey, plug, plug the name of the uh, the restaurant. I, I, just I just can't think of it, but I'm uh, I'm gonna plug it. Is uh, I got to save it on my Facebook. So uh, well, well, once the video is posted, just 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 just, just put the link down below so gotcha. that all the Cowboys fans. The game is what when we play the Chicago, right? We're gonna be up there, right? Yep. It's it's, it's a way game. December. So December. Okay. I think second week, the second week of December. I think December fifth. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Second week of December. Okay. I don't know. I, if I'm, to go. I don't I know if I'm gonna go way up that way in Chi Town. You know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's too cold for a brother like me. You know, from Mississippi. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just too cold. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So um, we got about uh, six more minutes, man. So, 
tell everybody, man, what you're doing as far as your next projects, man, um, that you got going on beyond the December the 5th deal. But tell everybody what you got going on, man, and, uh, well, and, and, um, and spotlight your, right, your YouTube channel and things like that. Right now, um, doing, I'm doing my YouTube channels. I got, like, multiple YouTube channels, and um, I'm slowly work, working on the, um, a movie that I'm trying to put out this year. Uh it's, it's it's in the works and it's just like I'm also doing photography and I'm interested in going back and doing stand up comedy. Uh oh so, so you you you're a comedian, man. Yeah. Oh man, tell me a joke, man. <laughs> all right, all right, hold on, hold on. I'm I'm gonna let the ladies tell a joke first. Okay, Google, <laughs> tell me a joke. What sound do porcupines make when they kiss? Ouch. <laughs> I can't believe that happened. <laughs> she said, "What sound does a porcupine make when they kiss?" That's a good one. Thank you, Google. <laughs> My apologies, I don't understand. Oh, you, that's another joke, huh? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> My pleasure. <laughs> she she's funny. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> now get in there and cook me some food out of plate. So 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 you can't let her trump you now, man. Let, let me hear a joke more, or something, I'm more, man. I'm more like a um story I'm more of a storyteller. Oh, okay, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, like I just tell like 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 something happened and I just like Something that people relate, like it's it just—I don't know—it's it's like people. Are like, like, hold on, somebody just joked on me. He, they said that I look like a normal size Gary Coleman. <laughs> See, oh, they doing that. What's my call? Like, um, what's that Kevin Hart uh Gary Coleman thing that has been going all around all day today? Oh, okay, that's what that is. It's okay. all over Twitter. Oh, I, I see that I don't even know, you know. Uh, Chris Jack said Google is corny, so I'm, I'm not gonna put you on. The, I'm not gonna put you in the, in that box again, then. So, 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 what else you do, man? You comedian. I mean, it's just like um, I'm also working on a, uh, my first children book, okay. uh, which is gonna be dropping in a couple months, and it's just like, dude, it, it, that's I'm, that's I'm glad uh, I had this off season. It's like I get to focus on doing the things that I love and then when football season some of the stuff got cut like uh like the code they get the less film and photography that I do like mm -hmm. okay it's too it's too cold to be outside so let me sit back talk about my cowboys watch my cowboys and that's pretty much what I'm what I'm be doing and it just it, um just enjoy life that's pretty much all I've been all I've been doing really Yes, indeed. So, that's that's enjoy life, doing comedies, doing sketches and skits yeah, and stuff like that. I love to do it's, it's just like I'm the type of person that's like I found out that I got I have gifts mm -hmm. of things that I never thought about having. Like um, when I was younger, I was doing music, and I never thought about I would be doing film, uh, photography, and everything else. So. Right. I just if I feel like I, I always tell people like it found me and it's a winning combination and, and I just love doing it. Yes, indeed. So that, as they say, if you love the things that you do, you never work one day, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, you love doing what you do. <laughs> yes, indeed. As long as you're making some pesos too, that oh, helps yeah. <laughs> that keep the lights on in, in your house yeah. and everything. I mean, it was a pleasure talking to you, man. Uh, like guys, that. that's in the chat box. Go follow How About Them Cowboys. And uh, he got some content there. Uh, he got around, what, what, what uh, 12 subscribers now? I'm one yeah. of them. Uh, so, we, so we the mighty 12 right now. So yeah. we, we want to grow this nation. We want to continue to grind. We want to be able to pump this thing up one way or another. Hey, as, a, as they say, a prize fight. I always say this, man, a prize fight, even when he's down, right? He continue to swing. Mm -hmm. He continue to fight. And, and that's what we got to do in this life, continue to fight. We may not all be as rich as a Donald Trump, or we might not all be as smart as the uh, uh, Bill Gates of the world, right? He's pretty smart, But we right? be rich inside, though. But we be rich inside. And I, I'd rather that's be what? rich inside. And, and I, matter of fact, I'd rather be wealthy than rich, right? Yeah, exactly. Right, right. So so we all there. And we silver and blue nation all day, man. You don't look like me. I don't look like you. 
But if you cut us, we'll bleed silver and blue. Mm-hmm. And we'll How many games do you think you're going to win? We'll throw them hands later, huh? How many games do you think you're going to win? I got 12 and 4. You got twelve and four. I got us going. I got us going. Um, ten plus wins. I got us winning that. Uh, ten plus wins this year, and um, and I think that we won ten games last year. I think that if with a healthy um, Travis Frederick, he can at least be a plus win, right? One plus win, mm-hmm. right? So I think that we can at least get eleven. But I got us at a ten plus win. I don't want to jinx it, man. I don't want to give us a, a solid number, but I just feel like we can at least win 10 plus I got games. a prediction. G- g- give the prediction, man. If you wrap this thing up, us, give it I up. I got us beating the Patriots. Mm-hmm. You got us beating New England Patriots. Because that's what I'm known for. I'm known for bold prediction, and I always <laughs> make my prediction on Thursday. Anytime after Thursday. So, 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 so on your show, yeah, I'm waiting for my back background music to pop up, but on your show, you're gonna do a prediction on every Thursday, right? Yeah, <laughs> I, I I got us. I, I don't know why. I just look because because uh, I was talking uh, I was talking to Mark Holmes. Mm-hmm. Shout and, out to Mark Holmes because uh, I I posted on his uh, YouTube when we uh, when he when we mm-hmm. lost against the Tennessee Titans. I said we are gonna go on a three game winning streak, even though mm-hmm. we won five games. I say uh, wow. Lenovich is gonna have two interceptions and score.